Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Time to play the game. It may be the nighttime, but the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local, and not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting. Live from the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out with you in the Kia Studios on this Tuesday evening with you for the full four. Asking you to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much. You want to listen in. Put the Odyssey app on one of your devices today. Take the smartphone, the Alexa speakers, the tablet, the Palm Pilot, your BlackBerry, your Nextel. Whatever your device is, just download on something to be able to catch us when you're on the go. Social media is at 92 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, best way to follow uh, me in the show is through my personal Twitter handle, at JMCH316. That's your water cooler talking points three to six months in advance of anybody else that is out there. Uh, Dylan's off for the next uh, couple of days, so we got uh, our guy Day-Day producing the show here with me this evening. So always good to when Day-Day is in. Uh, Day-Day working on a Tuesday instead of a Monday with me, so the schedule's all screwed up here. So. <laughs> um, I'm glad Dylan can take his days off. You know, I'm glad uh, he can enjoy his couple of days off. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, glad I can help out. Yeah, there you go. We are just about ready for Braves baseball here. 7:05, first pitch after the Braves took it on the chin last night. So dropped a half game back last night. But, um, you know, frustrating because Max Fried wasn't bad. He had some bad luck, but things just didn't really kind of work out. And then, you know, Minter comes in and, kind of uncharacteristically gives up the big three-run homer, and, you know, that was all she wrote. So 6-4 last night. So Braves have dropped two in a row now, look to get back on track in Philadelphia. So your lineup tonight, Ronnie Dansby, Olsen, Riley Darno, Rosario, Ozuna, Cano with the right-hander on the mound, 
And then Michael Harris uh, in the nine spot playing center field. And Spencer Strider, of course, uh, on the mound this evening. You know, I, I said before the All-Star break, very curious to watch what Strider's first two or three starts look like coming out of the break. You know, another guy, and, and we're going to talk to our buddy Chris Willis coming up at 820 this evening. We'll talk to Chris Willis about um, about the Braves. But, you know, he kind of, you know, agreed with the idea that, you know, probably good for Strider Harris to get a few days off at the All-Star break, right? Probably a good thing for those guys to get a little bit of time off because, look, Strider's at a point where he's getting to where he's past any amount of innings that he's pitched professionally or anything like that. Obviously, Michael Harris just being, you know, put out there every single day in center field. And I understand he's a 21-year-old and a young guy and this and the other, but, you know, look, everybody needs a break every now and then, right? And he's been run out there in center field on a consistent basis, and you see the plays he makes night in, night out, right? It's not like he just kind of is out there just fiddle-footing around, right? He's out there diving, making plays, getting in the gap, you know, helping helping your left fielders out that haven't been, you know, the best at times. So um, probably good for him to get a little bit of a break through the all-star break, but I'm going to be curious to see what Strider looks like. And if he struggles coming out these first two or three starts, you know, look, the trade deadline's in a week. So you don't have a whole lot of time to evaluate. Strider, not so great his last start. If he fuddles around a little bit and doesn't pitch real well this start, is that going to force the Braves' hand between him and Ian Anderson to try to find another starter? You know, again, I'm not a big fan of going out and finding a starter. I, I, I don't really want to give up the assets to go get a starter. I think you use some of your young guys. I think you use Elder or Muller and guys like that, um, you know, if you need to, or, or Tucker Davidson. I mean, you, you need to use those guys to spot start and fill in if you need to. If you need to give Strider a, day, a start off, give him a start off. Bring one of your young guys up. You know, I just – I don't know – I don't – I think there's more pressing needs at the trade deadline – than going to get another starter. But if Strider struggles coming out, and now you got two of your spots that you're kind of like, okay. And, and look, it, it is what it is. It's not a matter of Strider is not going to be an effective pitcher. But, you know, the thing with Strider is you absolutely want him ready to go for the playoffs. You don't want him having dead arm or tired arm or anything like that come playoff time. And I'm not saying you got to put him on an innings limit or anything like that, but you do have to watch and monitor him. You do have to be smart. And because he's a guy who gets a lot of outs with no contact, he's going to rack up a high pitch count. You know, Randy, McMac Randy McMichael and I were talking about this last week. You have a guy that gets a lot of strikeouts, he's going to have a high pitch count because you can't get any one-pitch outs when you strike guys out. So it's just it's the nature of the beast. Nothing wrong with that. You know, Nolan Ryan pitched 6,000 innings like that. But, you know, you do run your pitch count up and, you know, you do exert yourself and – you know, when you're young and trying to find yourself, it's just a matter of learning how to pitch effectively. But, I mean, again, he's been outstanding for the role that he's been asked to do. And I think he and, you know, uh, Michael Harris are the two leading candidates for Rookie of the Year in, in the National League right now. So we'll see what they can do. Uh, Aaron Nola on the mound. Seems like Aaron Nola's always been a thorn in the Braves' uh, side. But, you know, his, his win-loss record doesn't look good at 6-7. and seven, But he's been pretty effective. Three one three ERA. In his 19 starts, 126 innings. You know, we talked about it last night. You know, Ian Anderson has got 90, had 95 innings going into 19 starts. Um, Nola's got 126, only 99 hits given up, only uh, 16 walks in 126 innings. That's outstanding. His whip is 0.908. 
He didn't even have a 1.0 whip. Almost 10 strikeouts per nine innings. Almost nine strikeouts to one walk. Only 13 homers given up. His numbers are good, just the win-loss record doesn't look good. You look at him and say, six and seven, and, and then you look at, you know, you know, um, you know, last night, um, Rico Suave. You know, he's seven and five. So probably maybe deserved a little bit better luck than what he's had, but he's been effective. And he seems like he always pitches well against the Braves for whatever reason. It seems like, you know, he's always one of those guys that, that's effective against the Braves. So if you like swings and misses, if you like, if you like a lot of outs with no contact and maybe a quicker game, this should be right up your alley tonight because you got two guys who can who can strike plenty of guys out. So this this may be one of those, you know, Braves have had a few of those games where they've gone pretty quick. This might be one of those under three hour kinds of games uh, tonight with the two guys that are on the mound. So obviously we'll keep you up to date uh, on everything going on there. Uh, also, too, want to mention that Austin Riley has now moved himself up into the top five six, if you will on the Vegas betting sites as NL MVP favorite. So Goldschmidt is number one. Guess, uh, take a guess, uh, Day Day. Take a guess who's now up to number two as the betting favorite in the National League to win the MVP. Who's now at number two? Uh, Think former Brave. John? Nope. Think former Brave. Uh, he's got a kid and a wife. And oh, Freddie? All, yeah, Freddie's number two right now. Really? Okay. Goldschmidt's number one. Freddie's at six fifty, at uh, at a plus six fifty in odds. He's the only other player besides Goldschmidt. Well, Goldschmidt's a minus one forty. So if that tells you how big of a lead he's got, right? Freddie's a plus six fifty. Then it goes into Machado, who's a plus seven fifty to a thousand, depending on what site you're looking at. But Freddie's basically the consensus number two. Right now, Machado three, bets number four, and then Riley comes in at, on some sites, five, some sites, six. But right now, if you bet 20 bucks on Austin Riley, you could win up to $320 on that $20 bet. There's a 1600 $1, uh, betting uh, odd right now. So, um, so people are taking notice. I mean, no doubt about it that he's moved up in the conversation. And look, with Machado and bets, you never know if those guys are going to be healthy. Those guys could be out for, you know, I know Betts was on the IL before the All-Star break, so you never know with those guys. They could very easily find themselves on the IL and miss some time and, and Riley get himself right back uh, up there is one of the top. But interesting that, um, you know, Freeman is now up to number two. He's been red hot of late. He was red hot. He was hitting, you know, he had had a stretch going into the All-Star break where he had hit like 450 the past like week and a half or something like that, so... He's been uh, been red hot. Um, I guess he's still good. I guess just because he's playing in Chavez Ruin doesn't mean he's not uh, not a good player still. But um, interesting that Riley is up there in the uh, in the Vegas uh, betting odds uh, as far as NL MVP candidates. Mets uh, get ready for a start in uh, or uh, start a series, I should say, with the uh, with the New York Yuckies. Um, talk about two dirtbag flea bag franchises. The uh, the Subway Series. Yeah, I hope that subway should crash uh, with those uh, two teams. So, um, supposedly, if you believe the rumor and innuendo, as a Scherzer will pitch tomorrow, but tomorrow, Jacob deGrom is going to make one more rehab start. And the reports are that if it goes well, his next start will be with the big club. We'll take a wild guess as to probably who that first start in the majors will be for this year. Day-Day. Ask me who it's probably going to end up being that DeGrom makes his first start against. 
Who would it be, J- uh, JC? Uh, try the Braves. <laughs> because they start up a series on August 4th. Yep. And, you know, look, I, I know day-wise it may be, you know, a little bit later, but my guess is he's going to start against the Braves when that series, you know, they play five up in Gotham yep, coming up starting four, the fourth. Yep, and then four here. So, yep, yeah. yep. Five in, five in Gotham, then come back. They have a series in between, then they'll come back here and play four against uh, you know, the Dirtbag, Fleabag, Mets. So um, there is no winner by – well, I guess the Yankees, we want the Yankees to win, but that's not even – you know, that's like, you know, holding your nose, you know, to, you know, avoid the smell. Or that's like that's like cleaning up a bunch of dog mess by pouring some perfume on it for the Yankees uh, to win. So, well, we'll, we'll root that the Yankees beat the Mets, but there is no real winner in in that uh, series. But interesting, we'll see if DeGrom uh, makes a start uh, against, uh, against the Braves. So, uh, by the way, 740, we're going to talk to Vince Russo. We've had him on the show before. Another prospective former uh, head writer for WWE during the Attitude Era. Worked uh, directly with uh, Vince McMahon. Uh, always very opinionated. We'll get his thoughts about where WWE is headed. Um, interesting show last night. I think everything pretty much up to SummerSlam is pretty much set in stone. So uh, going to be a big weekend with SummerSlam coming up, which is literally their, their – I think it's their number two pay-per-view. I think it's oh, even more than the Rumble. I think SummerSlam is the number two pay-per-view in the pecking order of WWE events. So this is always a big event. I would not be surprised if Charlotte comes back this weekend, this, any other. Uh, I am going to talk to somebody from the WWE, one of the performers, coming up tomorrow. So we'll probably play that on Friday. We'll talk to Vince Russo coming up here at 740 and get his thoughts about the uh, crazy world of the WWE. Uh, Falcons training camp obviously opens up today. Guys reported we'll have a ton of audio when we get to the uh, the Falcons uh, flyover. So we'll have lots of audio to, to play for you. Uh, several guys speaking uh, today. Uh, obviously, nothing happened. It was just reporting. Come talk to the media, blah, 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 blah. You know, they'll get ready tomorrow, start getting some things going. Rookies have been up there for the last week, right? They're getting adjusted and all that good kind of stuff. And then Friday, it really kicks off, right? Starting Friday is when practice really starts to get cranked up and, and going. You got pra- pra- practice Friday, Saturday. Uh, don't forget, go to AtlantaFalcons.com if you want to see all the open practice dates that are available. So um, head up, you know, head to AtlantaFalcons.com and you can see what dates are available to head up to a Flowery Branch and check things out. Our coverage right here as the flagship home of the Falcons, we'll get that cranked up coming up on Friday as Freaky and Hugh will be out at training camp. Then Andy and Randy will follow them up uh, as well. So, um, you know, things will get cranked up on Friday, and then Zeno will be up there on Saturday, and then Freaky and Hugh, Andy and Randy, and then, of course, starting uh, on Thursday. Their show starts Thursday, but Friday, Steak and Sandra will be up at uh, Falcons training camp as well. So we'll have three shows up there uh, for training camp, so we'll have you covered all the way through. So all the best coverage, all of your uh, main coverage. And there's uh, Riley, by the way, banging a double off the wall as it looks like the uh, the Braves are getting off to a um, – a quick start here. Braves uh, Braves already have a run uh, up on the board uh, against Nola. So Riley doubles off the wall to uh, drive in a run. So good stuff uh, right there. But um, we'll have all your training camp coverage. And um, we'll hear from a bunch of players coming up in the Falcons flyover. Patterson spoke. Lindstrom spoke. Uh, Zacchaeus spoke. Jalen Hawkins spoke. So I thought Lindstrom was just another offensive lineman. That's what Hugh Douglas told me. Anyway, we'll talk about that later on. So when we come back, though, the top of the Braves order they need to get it going. I'll give you some numbers up next. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios. Sports right now the game. Odyssey.com app. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show, live in the Key Studios, Tuesday night with you. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app, so you catch us on the go. Social media is at 9 on the game, at JMCH316 on Twitter. Hey, Kenny Maine is joining the Odyssey family with his new podcast, Hey Maine. Each week, Kenny's going to be talking to athletes, musicians, celebrities, and just about anybody else. New episode coming this Thursday with Bill Walton. Download Hey Main on the uh, for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And 92 on the game and thousands more radio stations plus millions of podcasts are all for free on the Odyssey app. We'll uh, we'll talk to Vince Russo coming up here in about 20 minutes. Get his thoughts about where we're at with the WWE and uh, the fallout from the Vince McMahon story. We're watching some Braves baseball. They are up one to nothing right now as the uh, Phillies are batting. For the first time against Strider. Uh, Dansby Swanson got a hit, then was doubled in by Riley. Good to see Dansby get a hit because, you know, we talked about how deep the Braves lineup is, right? The fact that the Braves have maybe the deepest lineup in, in Major League Baseball. And it feels like that they have a lot of guys through the middle of their order that are sort of interchangeable pieces, right? Olsen, Azuna, Riley, Contreras, Darno, you know, they have a lot of guys that they can rely on. You know, when Duvall was was healthy, they have a lot of guys that they feel like they can rely on to drive in runs. But they don't have a lot of guys that are the get-on-base table setters and run all around the bases guys. Now, Michael Harris is probably going to be one of those guys, but 
for now, it, I think it makes the most sense. Keep him in the nine spot. So it really is a lot of ways that as Ronnie and Dansby go at the very top of the order, so does the opportunity for everybody else. And the problem is here of late that those two guys are struggling mightily. Ronnie, in his last 11 games, has eight hits. He's batting a buck 86 with a 314 on-base percentage and a 233 slugging. He has no homers and an RBI in that amount of time. Uh, he's only scored three runs, by the way, too. Dansby coming into the night in his last 11 games. Um, he's hitting a buck 91 with a 277 on base, and he's at a 286 slugging. A homer, four RBI. He's got more strikeouts than he does hits. He's got 12 strikeouts to eight hits in that amount of time, and he's at least scored nine runs. But why at times does the Braves offense look like it can't get some things done? Because those two guys are the top of the table. And look, if the Braves are going to keep this thing rolling and their offense is going to get going, they need both of those guys to get back to what we were seeing earlier in the year. You're going to have ebbs and flows when you have home run hitters, right? When you have Riley and Olsen and Ozuna and all these guys, when you have all these big boppers and stuff like that, those guys are going to go through ups and downs. Those guys are going to have their spurts and spurts and, you know, this, that, and the other where they're going to be red hot and hit a bunch of home runs, and then there'll be periods where they don't, you know, drive the ball out of the ballpark as much. You know, right now, Riley's on an 18-game hitting streak. But, you know, Zuna's had his struggles. Duvall's out now for the year. So, you know, you typically don't figure that everybody all at one time through the middle of your order, especially for the Braves, when they have a plethora of guys who can drive in runs, you don't expect every one of those guys to be ice cold, right? But the problem is right now, the two guys that set the table for the Braves – and again, think about what Riley or th- sorry, think about what Ronnie and Dansby bring to the table, right? That's your two on-base guys. Both of them have good power, so they both got, you know, good enough power that you make a mistake, they can hit the ball out of the ballpark, they can drive in runs, but their job is to get on base, score runs, steal bases, right? Almost all of the stolen bases for the Braves are between those two guys. Outside of Michael Harris, you know, Braves virtually don't run at all besides Dansby, Ronnie, and Michael Harris, right? And and you figure how crazy it is that, you know, Ronnie in, you know, not even a half season's worth of games, you know, Ronnie's got 21 steals so far. And Swanson's already at a career high with 14. Then you've got Michael Harris at 11. The next guy after that's got three, and that's Ozzie. And he's on the IL, right? And Ozzy's not running real well so far this year. Three steals with five caught stealing. So those guys set the table, get on base, score runs. You know, Dansby and Ronnie both. You hit a double to the wall, both those guys can score from first. Hell, we've seen Ronnie score from first on a bloop double. So those guys are irreplaceable to what they mean to your lineup. There, there aren't a bunch of other guys that you can fit in that role, especially with Ozzy out for right now. And with all due respect, Cano's not that kind of player anymore. Arcia's struggling mightily now. He's down to 241. You know, he's only at a 323 on base percentage. 
And and while the numbers overall are still not bad, I mean, Dansby still got 15 homers, 14 steals, hitting 290 with a 348 on base percentage. Ronnie's still got eight homers, 21 steals. He's got a 363 on base percentage. So they're still, you know, in pretty good shape as far as what they've done for the season. It's just that right now, both of those guys, not one, but both of those guys are in a funk right now. And Dansby got a hit tonight. Maybe, maybe Dansby can figure his way out. But I will say this. They need to get these guys fixed before that series starts with the Mets, before you head up to Gotham and play five with the Mets. And then in two weeks, you're back home playing the Mets. Or not even two weeks. Less than two weeks, you'll be back home playing the Mets, you know, another four-game set. And I don't want to overhype what that nine games with the Mets is going to mean, but you play a team 19 times, and you're about to play them nine, and they're your division rival right now, and they're the team you're trying to catch, and you're going to play them nine times in a two-week period. That's rather significant because you won't get very many more head-to-heads. They've already played the Mets, what, seven times this year. So you got seven in the books, nine to play. That means you got one three-game series left. That doesn't give you a whole lot of head-to-head where you can get some things done and, you know, take care of business trying to win the division. You know, because without it, you okay, you got to win, they got to lose, and you got a scoreboard watch and all this, that, and the other, like we have to do on a regular basis. So it is going to be very important, this nine-game stretch coming up, and, and what this means to the season about realistically whether or not you're going to be the division champs or you're going to have yourself in line doesn't mean if the Braves don't play well that the division will be over. You just make the work a lot harder on yourself. And to be honest with you, I, I think that if you could find a way to outplay the Mets and you overtake them for the division, I think you suck the wind out of the, the sails of the Mets. Because, by the way, they get DeGrom back. They're going to be super active at the trade deadline. There's all kinds of rumors about them, you know, at the trade deadline. Are they going after Trey Mancini? You know, they're going to try to find themselves, uh, you know, an outfielder and maybe another pitcher and this, that, and the other. So, you know, Trey Mancini is one of the names I've seen. There's a few guys that, that supposedly they're looking at. I don't think anybody's going to trade for Soto. We talked about that last night. I don't think Soto's going to be traded at the deadline. But you need to get those guys fixed because – you need those guys rocking and rolling. Because here's the thing. When you start lining up against Scherzer and DeGrom and this, that, and the other, you're not going to mash your way through those guys, okay? You know who you can mash your way through? Patrick Corbin and all the vagabonds that you see from the Marlins and the Nationals and, you know, fifth starters on teams and stuff like that. But you're not going to just mash your way through DeGrom and Scherzer and pitchers like that. You need Ronnie and Dansby to be able to get on base, steal bases, put pressure on the pitcher, put pressure on the other team's defense, make them have to change up how they play defensively. Maybe they can't employ a shift because you got guys on base. The whole scope and spectrum of how you you beat up some of these teams changes if you can get Ronnie and Dansby on track. And to me, they are the keys of what this team wants to do with its lineup. When you talk about what's, you know, the straws that stir the drink, that's what Dansby and Ronnie bring. The speed, the get on base, you know, the ability to still hit the ball out of the ballpark, but still find a way to get on base. And when they get on base and stand on first base, they could be at second in a pitch 
or on a bloop double could be at home or on a double to the wall can score from first. They can do all of those things. There's nobody else on the team that can do that. Braves have plenty of power through the lineup. Darno and Olsen and Riley and Duvall, you know, when he was healthy, and Ozuna and Contreras, right? Got plenty of guys who can, you know, one swing of the bat can, you know, hit a three-run homer. But you need guys – but you don't hit a three-run homer with the bases empty. And that's where Ronnie and, uh, and Dansby come in. So it's been a rough stretch for both of those guys over the last 11 games. Again, Dansby with a hit tonight and a run scored off the, uh, off the Riley, you know, double to the wall. They're, again, setting the table for Riley. It's amazing what happens when you get guys on base and give guys opportunities to hit with runners in scoring position. And that's the thing that really got them back into the race. With all due respect to everything else, okay, and I'm saying this with all due respect to everything else that you come up with, the reason the Braves got red hot is their batting average with runners in scoring position. I broke it down night by night for you, okay? Go back on the Odyssey app and go listen to those shows. I broke it down night for night. They were hitting 231 when they were stinking up the joint. They get on that, uh, what was that winning streak? Was it 14 games that they had? Yeah, it was 14. 14, four, yep. 14 games? All right, it was like 323 or something like that. It's almost 100 points higher, 90 to 100 points higher. That's not coincidence. You, you do well with runners in scoring position. Funny how you win games in Major League Baseball, right? That's what turned the season around is when they figured that part of it out. They got their clutch gene back, right? That's, what, that's when it got figured out. But they need Dansby and they need, you know, Ronnie to get this thing going because they don't have any other options. I don't think they're going to, you know, try Michael Harris to the top of the order. And they don't really have anybody else who can bring to the table what those two guys got, right? Olsen gets cold. You can move Riley up to the three spot and move Darno and you, you've got options all through the middle of your order. That's easy to do. That's that's easy for the manager to put his lineup card together for those guys, right? One or even two guys are struggling. Fine, I've got three other guys that can that can hit the ball out of the ballpark and drive me in some runs, but I don't have two guys with speed that can get on base at the top of my order to make sure that. If Darno hits a double to the wall, he's not standing on second base by himself and there was nobody on base to, to drive in or what have you. That's where those guys, you know, are so valuable. So hopefully Dansby and Ronnie get this thing cranked up because to me they are the keys to what this team wants to do. And here of late in these last 11 games, they've both unfortunately hit a wall at the same exact time. All right, when we get back, we're going to talk to Vince Russo. We're going to uh, get his thoughts about where we're at with the Vince McMahon situation and what this means for the future of WWE, man who worked directly with and for right beside Vince McMahon for several years. Chuck, we're hanging out in the Kia Studios, sports right now to the game, Odyssey.com app. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show. Live in the Key Studios Tuesday night with you. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us. On the go, social media is at 929thegame on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can follow me on my Twitter page at JMCH316. We'll talk some Braves baseball with Chris Willis coming up at 820, but still continue to talk about the fallout with uh, what's going on with WWE as they get ready for what I think is their second biggest pay-per-view of the year in SummerSlam and lots of storylines going on. Let's set up the waitfor.com hotline, Lennis Ford Dealer. We've had a chance to talk to this gentleman before. He was right there as the head writer of the WWE during the Attitude Era, worked directly with Vince McMahon. Vince Russo is joining us here. You can follow Vince on Twitter at the Vince Russo and check out his uh, website, russosbrand.com. You can check out his Patreon page as well. Lots of great content, lots of different podcasts that he does, wrestling and beyond. So check it out at russosbrand.com. And Vince, man, appreciate, man. Thanks for a few minutes in Atlanta. I guess I should ask. Can we get Jock Peterson back from y'all, by the way? Because uh, we could use another outfielder right about now. Hey, bro, I got to tell you something. I was just in Atlanta last week, and I went to the Otani game. Uh-huh. I cannot tell you how impressed I was with the ballpark and the surrounding atmosphere. I mean, you know, bro, listen, I, I've been a baseball fan, you know, my, my whole entire life, and Man, what you guys got going there with the Braves and that stadium and the fan base and the atmosphere. Wow, man. It was, uh, you know, I'm not a Braves guy, but uh, I had a very, very, very enjoyable evening. It's pretty obvious, isn't it, Vince, why they moved out of downtown where they were, where there was no environment, and they built and created that whole thing, that battery and everything. It's pretty amazing. I get that same reaction from everybody when they come in town. Yeah, it, it's unbelievable, man. It is definitely an event. It is definitely a happening. And, uh, man, you guys have done a tremendous job with that, man. Tell me a little bit about how difficult you think this decision was. I, I know they're a publicly traded company now, WWE, and you have stockholders and an executive board and everything. And actually one of the guys, the guy that runs the Atlanta Hawks, is on the WWE uh, uh, board how difficult do you think this was for Vince to have to just relinquish this? You, you've worked with him directly. How tough was this decision? Listen, man, I, I, I've got to be honest with you because, yes, I did work with Vince directly, and not only did I work with him directly, I was very, very close to him for a couple of years. I would go as far as to say I was attached to the hip, you know, being the head writer, you know, for the WWE. And I got to tell you something, bro, like if we're just going to – shoot straight here if anybody out there really believes that vince mcmahon is retired bro (laughs) i've got these magic beans for you and if you plant them in the back a beanstalk will grow and if you climb that beanstalk there will be a very scary giant 
bro, no way, no how is Vince retired. Obviously, bro, they had to get him out of there. He could not be backstage at Raw. He could not be in his office. Obviously, he had to, you know, become quite small, um, which, which led to the announcement of the retirement. But listen, man, let, let's be honest. If you do not think Vince McMahon is pulling the strings, every single string he did before, you're out of your mind, bro. Because if you think Vince McMahon is playing bridge or Mahjong <laughs> or walking on the beach or reading a book, you are out of your mind. All Vince McMahon knows is the WWE. And even though he is out of sight right now, I guarantee you he is still calling every day-to-day shot. Well, and Vince, I mean, his daughter is the, the co-CEO. Triple H is now running creative and talent relations. Bruce is still there running all the TV. I mean, you know, look, everybody that's directly connected at the hip to Vince is there not going anywhere. I mean, you know, I don't know what the future of Kevin Dunn is, but he's still there. I'm with you. Like, I don't I don't know how you could have all of those people in place and not think that Vince isn't still going to direct and navigate the ship with where their direction heads. You know, I, I, I mentioned it last week before any of this hit, um, you know, as far as the retirement. I mean, maybe it was a couple of weeks ago. I even said there is no way Vince McMahon can still go to Raw and can still go to SmackDown. Bro, can you imagine being a female talent and next thing you know, Vince McMahon wants to meet with you in his office? No. Like, no. There's no way he could have continued to be hands-on under the the circumstances. So there was no doubt in my mind, they got to get him out of there. But um, they got him out of there, but, oh, my gosh, come on, man. Every move they make, every decision they make, you know, whether it's Triple H or Stephanie or Nick Khan or, you know, Kevin Dunn, everything is still going through them. Former head writer for WWE, Vince Russo, joining us here on the WaitFord.com hotline. I've heard this. I've heard some people talk about this that some people that were around Vince, and especially even when when you were there, um, that this, it's not that they don't believe that these things happen, but it didn't seem like that that was the Vince McMahon that that they were around that got mixed up in some of these things. Are you surprised at hearing, I mean, maybe not surprised, but, you know, I mean, what was your reaction when you heard that he's paying hush money to all these people for, these various, you know, affairs and things going on. You, you know, I, I really have to separate the business, uh, the professional from the personal. And I got to tell you, if you're asking me my honest opinion, and listen, I'm not the guy that's looking to be rehired by the WWE, and I got to watch my P's and Q's of what <laughs> I say. Uh, you know, I, I earn my living, thank God, on Russo'sBrand.com. I don't need to work for Vince or the WWE again, but if you want me to be 1,000% honest, I I was really overcome with a feeling of disappointment. I I, I was really, really disappointed 
in hearing all that. I wasn't shocked. I wasn't surprised. But it's funny because, you know, I left in around September, October of 1999. It seems like none of this happened till about five or six years later. And it seemed a lot of this happened around the WWE Diva search. So this stuff was not happening with Vince when I was there. And, you know, to, to, to just hear of these stories now, five years after the fact, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say I'm, I'm just really, really, really disappointed. I'm, I, I really am. And, and, you know, it's interesting, Vince, because that's what I keep hearing from different people. And, and, and we've had, you know, a couple of folks on the show and, and I listen to different podcasts and stuff. And just everybody seems like, you know, that once it got the plane and the billionaire and, you know, all the money really kind of came in that it was. And let's face it. I mean, you know, after his you know wife failed for running for politics, I mean, it seems like that there is a specific timeline when all this happened. Let me ask you this. Do you think that. Do you think that there will be some kind of change that we'll be able to see on TV? I did think it was funny last night on Raw. They opened up hot. They opened up with an angle that, you know, they don't normally open up with a fight, you know, that was happening before the show and all that. This was a little different opening than from what we're used to seeing. Do you think that we'll see some tangible change on TV now? I don't think you're going to see any change unless there's a clean sweep. Because, you know, I refer to it as the wrestling bubble. And, uh, you know, when you've been in that wrestling bubble for a long time, and Triple H has, and Stephanie has, and Bruce has, and Kevin has, and Paul Heyman has, and Michael Hayes has, when, when you've been in that bubble for so long, you really lose touch with reality. And, and, and you really forget how real people act and react in real situations. And everything becomes wrestling. And as, you know, television and, and you know, streaming, um, as it becomes more and more and more sophisticated with the type of programming we see on TV, wrestling becomes more and more archaic and unbelievable. So unless there's a clean sweep of the a changing of the guards, and I'm talking about people that have been there for 20, 25 years doing the same exact thing, you are not going to see a change in this product. Former WWE head writer Vince Russo joining us on the WadeFord.com hotline. You think the WWE is going to be sold? You, you think that there is going to be a movement to sell the company to whatever, Disney or Liberty Media or whatever? I think there's going to be more movement now than ever before because, you know, let's face it. The WWE was a very strong brand, and you had companies lined out the door wanting to do business with the WWE. You could see that in the Fox contract and USA Network and the Saudi Arabia deal and, you know, Peacock. And, you know, they, they were lined up. I mean, the WWE, Vince McMahon was a very, very strong brand. Well, we got a different ball game now. 
And I promise you, they're not lined up as deep as they were prior to all this. And there are going to be companies that the WWE is already doing business with that is going to want to separate themselves from the WWE a little bit. So, you know, all of a sudden, the worst of the company has gone down tremendously, in my opinion. So if if there were a chance of the company being sold, um, it is much, much, much greater now uh, than before any of this broke. You were there at the height of TV 14 for the WWE. We we were told, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago or whatever like that, that they may be switching back to that. And I want to say it was 06 or 08 when they kind of went PG for the advertisers and things like that. What do you think about the idea of WWE going to a TV 14 style again? Bro, that, that, that has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with it because where the TV PG line actually was, bro, they were no nowhere close to that. Nowhere close to where that a TV PG line was. Man, it all comes down to the writing. And there is a difference between a, a television show and a wrestling show. And the WWE product, it has turned into a televised house show. That is all it is. It is not a television show. There are not characters. There are not storylines. And because of that, they lost the mass audience. And they've turned themselves into a very, very niche product. That has nothing to do with the television rating whatsoever. Last thing for you, Vince. Um, You know, you would think that AEW right now would take advantage of, whether it's real or perceived, it's looked at as the WWE has turmoil because of the Vince situation. You would think that they would be able to try to take advantage of this and scoop up some of that audience. But I don't know what they put on sometimes. And, and listen, we've got a great relationship with AEW here. I talk to their folks regularly. But at times you watch that show and it's like, I don't know what they're doing over there. Can they take advantage of this? Can, can, can I mean well, they break bro, through? It, it's what I just said. You see, bro, I, I'm, I'm everybody's enemy. I'm, I'm, I'm WWE's <laughs> enemy. I'm AEW's enemy. I'm Tony Khan's enemy. And the reason why I'm the enemy is because I speak the truth. And they don't want to hear the truth. And the only reason I'm speaking the truth is, bro, I've been watching this stuff since the 1971. So if anybody wants this to improve and get better, it is me. But the problem is when, when, you, when you give suggestions and when you can pinpoint what's wrong, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear any criticism. I'll sum it up to you in a nutshell. What, what are Tony Khan's credentials to be a television writer? Just because you are a billionaire and you buy a wrestling company, and that wrestling company is now on a major network, that does not make you a television writer. There is an art to writing television. There is a formula. You have to know how to do it. I had the honor and the privilege of working with Ed Ferrara, who was a television writer 
before he came to the WWE. So Ed taught me how to write television. Tony Khan may know how to book wrestling. You know, wrestler number one books against wrestler number two because that's going to be a great match. Yeah, bro, that's a great match for your niche audience. That is not going to bring you the masses. The masses want characters, compelling storylines, cliffhangers, episodic television. And if you don't know how to do that, you're, you're going to draw your 900 to 1 million people every single week, and you're never going to grow that audience. That's really what it boils down to. Love it. Love it. Follow him on Twitter at the Vince Russo. Russo'sbrand.com, man. Tons of content there, podcasts, all kinds of shows. Check out his Patreon page as well. And he joined us here on the waitfor.com hotline. Listen, Vince, next time you get to Atlanta, man, hit us up. Let me know. And I'd love to have a chance to meet you uh, in person. And uh, listen, we can go out to the ballpark and, uh, and have a good time. So thanks so much for uh, joining me tonight and uh, appreciate the time. Absolutely, man, and thanks for having me. You got it. Man, good stuff there. I, see, I, look, I'm a Vince Russo guy all the way. I'm, I'm a Vince Russo guy all the way. So there you go. Good stuff. And, um, you know, look, I, I, I agree with a lot with what he says uh, out there. So always enjoy uh, Vince Russo. All right, when we get back for the top of the hour, Falcons fly over. We got a ton of audio to get to, plus a former Falcon is signed, sealed, delivered, ready to go for our bitter rival, Talk about all that next. Chuck me in the Keys Studios. Sports right now, the game, Odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 